0: Account abstraction is really exciting. And I think people don't get how much, how transformational it's going to be because it's quite technical and they don't understand the implications.
1: Hi, I'm Jeremy Allaire and this is The Money Movement. I'm here in Paris, France for Paris Blockchain Week as well as Circle Forum Paris and really excited to host uh, episodes here. I'm joined today. By managing partner of Agile Ventures, Vanessa Grulé. Welcome, Vanessa.
0: Thank you. Excited to be here.
1: Yeah, there's so much to talk about. Um, I, I, you know, your your uh, your own history is is maybe a good place to start. You've been active in the the crypto and Web three and digital asset world for a long time, but broader more broadly, in f- financial markets and, um, and and now, obviously, you know, investing and leading both in in entrepreneurship and social entrepreneurship. And so I would love if you could just frame a little bit kind of your journey to where you are today.
0: Yeah, sure. I started in financial services, traditional financial services. I worked for about 10 years at the New York Stock Exchange at an exi- exciting time when we were trying to merge with other exchanges um there was a lot of regulatory uh change happening dot frank happened etc and um and then we got acquired by ice um markets, and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna broaden my horizon and do something else in finance. And uh I was you know hanging around the tech meetups in New York, and that's where I discovered Bitcoin, and um thought, huh, this is really interesting, but mm-hmm. I don't think I got it at the time. There was a lot of, you know, it was in 2013, it was very nascent. And then um, I had the opportunity to meet Joe Lubin, um, who founded Consensus and co-founded Ethereum and became one of the first employees there. So moving on from traditional finance, where I was a lot involved in tech, it was a natural shift for me to Moved to this platform, which we didn't know exactly what it was going to become.
1: Like a collective. (laughs) Exactly.
0: I mean, there were twenty people at consensus and uh, and an idea, and it's fascinating to see, you know, after six years, how much traction Ethereum got and became sort of the dominant L one in the space, um, and how we got there.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, It's. It's been incredible to watch. I mean, you know, as, as you, know, you know, our original vision for Circle was that we could build a protocol for dollars on the internet and that could be programmable and, and, and kind of like this base layer of these digital fiat. And it wasn't possible until Ethereum emerged. Yeah. And, and, and obviously, you know, having, having a, a digital asset like USDC and a protocol such as that combined with what Ethereum offers has unlocked huge amounts over the past this call it five years. Um, but it, it feels like you know we're we're still early, right? The the you know the number of of say you know active wallets using stable coins is maybe in the tens of millions. Total number of, of crypto users maybe 100, 200, somewhere, you know, these kinds of numbers. Um, and there's been a lot of focus on, you know, what is it going to take to bring this to The mainstream. We talk a lot about kind of moving from speculative value to utility value. It's a big, big theme, you know, for us as a company and 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 really around USDC as well. But there have been some breakthroughs actually at ETH Denver just a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. around how to make the whole experience of using this like safer and easier for, you know, The average person, Jane Doe, John Doe, you know the proverbial grandmother uh, who wants Mm -hmm. to use use this. So, in particular, this you know Ethereum Foundation published the account abstraction um, layer, and I'm I'm curious to hear if you know what you think about those improvements and what they kind of unlock and Mm -hmm. what the world might look like as this next level of Ethereum kind of comes online?
0: Yeah, Um, account abstraction is really exciting. And I think people don't get how much, how transformational it's going to be because it's quite technical and they don't understand the implications. So we see a lot of projects on wallets, trying to do social wallets, trying to, you know, have this experience, this Web2 experience on wallets, but all this Will be trumped, in my view, by account abstraction. yeah, so we're right now we're very cautious when we look at wallet projects because mm-hmm. we want to wait until that comes out to see what is going to be the experience for users. That being said, I think um, there's the UX experience that's, you know, a barrier to entry. But it's also an understanding mm-hmm. of crypto and, you know, for example, understanding USDC, that it's the same as a dollar, mm-hmm. that you can transfer it immediately at no cost. Yeah. That is, you know, a gap that we need to bridge mm-hmm. because I don't think the general public has that understanding and how easy it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I tried to transfer 200 euros to a French bank account it cost me fifty dollars <laughs> and um, so I was like can I send how long you <laughs> and two weeks yeah. so it was um, you know there there's really um, people don't understand how powerful mm-hmm. this is and you have to make it a product, not a technology because yeah. we've been talking technology. And, you know, that it's decentralized, that it's right. uh, things like that. People don't care. They
1: don't care. Right. Yeah. And
0: so uh, I think the way to uh, really move to that next level of adoption is one, the use of UX to uh, make it as a product that also financial institutions can use. Yeah. Because right now it's only in the crypto sphere. It's for traders, and it's for people who just want to send you know money across across borders. And there's been some you know L1s who have attempted to go that route. I'm thinking of Celo and others who are trying to make this experience um, easier, Mm -hmm. but it hasn't gained the traction. That it should have gained, right? And then Bitcoin is too volatile for right. the general public, um, and and is putting uh, obviously, you know, people who are not investors at risk of, yeah. you know, not not uh, seeing their money
1: anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, totally. With um, with account abstraction, you know, what what do you think that that unlocks in terms of? Uh, simplicity?
0: Yeah. So I'll give you, I think, for industries like gaming, mm-hmm. um, that's going to be a, a game changer. No mm-hmm. pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, gamers are not focused on, you know, trading, et cetera. They're just, you know, they want to buy a shield or yeah. a sword and they want to have the same experience as they, they mm-hmm. already have. So um, having that experience in a safe way, I mm-hmm. think will be uh, critical and I see some projects who are already trying to have like an a, a account obstruction type of, of um, experience mm-hmm. and that they're gonna transfer once uh, account obstruction becomes real. So I think um, the gaming industry will benefit a lot um, if um, intermediaries and banks are able to transact in those um, in those instruments, whether mm-hmm. it's USDC or others, mm-hmm. I think access to your wallet, a simple wallet, mm-hmm. is going to be amazing and then of course in nfts mm-hmm. i think that's going to be the the big hurdle that that's going to unlock a lot of things um nfts not only as collectibles or digital arts that you collect but also nfts as loyalty points reward points tickets mm-hmm. etc and so you have exactly you have like your apple wallets um, with with your wallet with the same uh, access, maybe with visual recognition et cetera, but it's still yours yeah uh it's still secure and more secure than than the current situations
1: yeah i'm I'm excited about some of the things that that we unlocked i mean I think the 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 whole you know concept of n- needing to you know, have a private key, have a seed phrase, worry about like, what if I lose this, what if I forget this? It's like terrifying to people yeah. and being able to have concepts like social recovery where you, yes. you have you know, individuals and it's not just tied to one proprietary wallet, it's sort of something that could be used you know, more, more generally. Um, could
0: be used for corporations. Could be used for families. Yeah. Could be used, you know, in inheritance and yeah. things like that, and make just the system really smooth.
1: Yeah. So it's um yeah, there's a, a lot of exciting stuff to come there, and and we're 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 working on infrastructure. Yeah.
0: What what does it well. mean for USDC account yeah. construction?
1: Yeah. Well, well, so I think um, you know, for us, uh, we just want to see you know more utility for USDC, and more utility means basically more more wallets out in the world that can support it. And whether those are, are individual wallets or household wallets or business wallets, we just we need to see more wallets that support it and can light up that utility value. In order to light up the utility value, you know, we need, you know, things like scalable layer twos. Um, we're seeing that happen. But but we need the the way in which you know people come online into a wallet to be easier. Um, the, the threshold's too high. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, the user experience design on wallets is still really focused on swapping and trading and mm-hmm, tokens mm-hmm. and staking for yields and so on. It's still investment focused. Um, and, and we really think that account abstraction and NFTs um, really will get us to, you know maybe these are new kinds of digital wallet apps that are just designed to be more mainstream, mm-hmm. right? They're designed with an end user that wants to store, send, receive value, that wants to you know, store and hold various types of credentials, like mm-hmm. uh, whether they're identity credentials or entitlements from NFTs or digital property um, and kind of connecting those things together. So I feel like moving away from digital wallet apps that are you know, basically organized around speculation and, mm-hmm. and, and moving towards digital wallet apps that are more focused on utility. All of that, you know, m- m- many of the things that account abstraction provides start to allow those experiences mm-hmm. to be more seamless for people. And so we want to see that proliferate. Um, yeah. and, and we'll, we'll contribute to that with our own you know open wallet SDKs, things like that as well.
0: Yeah, we really think uh, wallets are the new identity or new yeah. digital identity. Um, and you know people need to be conscious that their information is public yeah. in that sense and that people can use it to engage. Um, whether it be commercially or yes. otherwise, but you create this persona and this mm-hmm. digital footprint. Yeah. Um, that, uh, is a new concept because I think, you know, as you pro- uh, pose it to privacy and, you know, the documents that you hold yeah. of who you are. Um, I think people are much, especially the younger generations are much more comfortable mm-hmm. in really showing who they are yeah. and showing what they have and, and who you know which NFTs they own, et cetera. And so I think uh, that's going to unlock also a lot of possibilities and new business ideas in mm. commerce.
1: Mm. Yeah, for sure. Sort of um, a, a lot of the historical ideas of sort of social commerce and new engagement methods and all these things. A lot of that's been designed on kind of Closed loop infrastructures, proprietary infrastructures, mm-hmm. and, and sort of you know um, you know what, what's happening with with digital tokens and 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 open interoperable public internet infrastructure mm-hmm. like this, it, it really can unlock a lot of those things. One of the other themes I wanted to touch on, and you've kind of touched on it in a couple of places already, is really around um, you know that leap um, into the mainstream and. You know, one of the barriers is, you know, there. You know, when when people hear crypto, I mean, it's highly extreme reactions, right? It it depends on your vantage point. There's some in the middle that are less extreme, but you know, sort of crypto has a brand branding problem. And it's also a technology hmm. problem as well, right that it's just it's just the 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 we talked about basically it's too it's too too complex and difficult and scary for people. Um, you know what do you you know the, the the sort of web three uh in some ways right uh, has been appropriated as a as a as a phrase to kind of not make this about crypto but to make this about this next generation internet hmm. experience. Um you know w- when you think about overcoming those perception gaps and uh and, and and getting you know households and firms and people and others like really comfortable, do we need a shift in how we talk about this and 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 what all of this is
0: I think uh, the conversation around crypto has uh been skewed around trading and um and investments also due to the regulation framework. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the fact that the regulator stepped in so much for such a small assets um, is quite extraordinary, mm-hmm. right? and And so there's this constant reminder that this could be, you know an investment product, et cetera. So you should stay away. and that that's not great. So mm-hmm. that's that's one thing that we need to to shift. I think, the, you know, if you think about um, AI and ChatGPT yeah. when they when they uh, announced their products, I mean, everyone knows about AI, but ChatGPT made it concrete for people, yeah. right? It's a product, it's easy, they don't need to know about the algorithm behind, they just know that this incredible uh, product pools information and gives them Something that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to also think of crypto like that. Mm -hmm. Why is it so important that people are looking for that? Or is it people building who are so excited about the tech that they want to push it onto people? Uh, and you know, the, this idea that, you know, you don't want to be uh, the piggy bank of you know the metas of this world, and you don't want to be the the, the product instead of being the client. Yeah. I think is a narrative that may not resonate always with right. the general public. So maybe it's not worth continuing to go that route mm-hmm. and just make it a super easy app experience, yeah. exciting with new opportunities yeah. that um, are not possible before. Yeah. And I think you know the transfer of value instantaneously yeah. and very cheaply is is kind of a great value proposition. For sure. Um,
1: yeah, we're, that's I mean, how we're,
0: I'm thinking about it.
1: That, that's that's consistent, yeah. you know, with, with 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 what I'm thinking as well. I I, I think um we're really close on things like the ability to you know download a, a digital wallet onboard into it without needing to remember a seed phrase just by tagging a couple mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. of of people who can kind of use their linked identities on a on a major internet platform to create that kind of security and backup mm-hmm. and then being able to receive something like USDC and then be able to send and receive it directly without needing to acquire any eth yes being able to pay yes. if there are fees pay them in USDC itself mm-hmm. Uh, or have um, a merchant or a counterparty you're interacting with actually take on and pay the fees on your behalf. Exactly. And um, and and do that and seamlessly move between kind of layer one and layer two, yeah. EVMs. And if you can do People those things- People
0: don't need to know. They don't need to it know is, any of that. They're yeah. just
1: like, there's underlying settlement. All I know is I got some digital dollars I can send and receive yeah. them. And I know, I,
0: I know it's secure. I know it's secure.
1: And, and I don't, you know, so we're, like we're right on the cusp yeah. of that. Like in the next, you know, uh, it, you know, right, we're situated in early 2023 for the evergreen yeah. content. Uh, Predictions. <laughs> but I think, oh, you know, over the next six to nine months, we're going to see those user experiences yeah. light up.
0: I think the other um, maybe barrier um, is sort of the app stores yeah. and um, and that experience. I think you know if if people, mm-hmm. um, I, I know a lot of builders who are just not building apps because yeah. they they know it's going to be uh, an issue with yeah. with uh, the app store providers. It's going to be interesting, um, right? There's so rumors I think this yeah.
1: week of Microsoft. Uh putting um, Web3 wallet infrastructure in Edge browser, in their core browser. I think that's great. You know, put pressure on the other yeah. internet platforms to yeah. to do that too.
0: Yeah. So I, we, I worked very closely. That with A switch back to noticed, uh, <laughs> yeah, Bing. That, you know. <laughs> um, we worked very closely with Microsoft over the years. They were um, an initial supporter of of consensus, and um, they have been making a lot of headways in in Web three. Whether it's mm-hmm. their investments or even internally, uh, which may not always be public, but they are very. Um, much at the forefront of that, yeah. and I think integrating this in as many browsers as possible totally. is really the the solution.
1: That's the next uh, the next big hurdle, right? That's mm-hmm. how we get to billions of people. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, what, one of the other kind of um, pieces that I know you've thought about it too is sort of tradfi engagement. Um, you know, real world assets, uh, tokenization. Okay. You know, this is the theme that lots of people want to talk about and. And, uh, you know, I, I like what I like to say is USDC is sort of the, the, the best known uh, real world asset that's been tokenized. Yes. Um, uh, so, uh, but, but and that's a necessary precondition to a lot of other things, but where where do you see that now? What, what kind of, um, whether it be startup activity or startups working with established firms, mm-hmm. what are you seeing there? Yeah. Because that seems like, obviously... The unlock on that is is pretty massive if mm-hmm. we get it right.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting at every you know financial crisis or crisis in the crypto industry, the secure, securitization comes yes. back. Yeah, yeah. We need real world use cases, yeah, and yeah. so that is like sort of <laughs> what people default to when uh, they're wondering if crypto is real. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's there are some interesting opportunities. I think you know before before a couple of years ago, it was an interesting idea and pe- people wanted to achieve that, but the infrastructure is not there. So in order to have real-world assets trade and be tokenized, you need the infrastructure and the back end to exist. It doesn't exist right now. Broker dealers are not equipped to deal with security tokens. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if they're deemed securities, right? And so that's, that's a big issue. Um, I really like securitize the, mm-hmm. the founder is, is amazing. He's been here for years. Yeah. Um, he's starting to tokenize, you know, um, asset management firms. So that's interesting. And that's a new experience mm-hmm. for the, the investors, but it doesn't really unlock mm-hmm. everything. Um, and I think there's two ways of seeing how we're, real world assets. Um, can be traded and tokenized. One is, um, tokenization. So you take your asset, you divide it up yeah. and, and, and that's the token you can trade. Or the other way, which may be a quicker way is take the asset, you custody it and then you uh make the representation yeah. and and then people can can trade uh etc so i think that's two different rails mm-hmm. right because one is like the custodians that are going to do um the KYC and then take care of the digital experience. Mm-hmm. The other way is you have to do the full, mm-hmm. you know, digital crypto tokenization experience mm-hmm. and the regulation implications of that. Yeah. But I do think that, you know, in three to four years, we'll see more projects. Um, we're looking at a project that um, is doing, has been doing uh, real estate tokenization for years mm-hmm. and now is really, you know, used to, um It used to uh, have only individual investors who would buy, you know, parts of individual houses, but now it's, it's getting bigger. So I think we'll see, uh, that, but you really need a combination of crypto specialist and then subject matter specialist in order to really create. A product again mm-hmm. that is compelling, and like, what's the additive value right. of of creating uh, the say, almost sometimes the same asset class right. but under a token, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, a lot of that has always tied into you know a, a, a big benefit of of digital assets is that they they trade twenty four seven. They're globally available. Mm-hmm. There's exchanges around the world. Individuals uh, mm-hmm. can participate in it. And, even in the DeFi world, it's sort of this very, very open access, yeah. right? And and so the the question sort of becomes: Well, if you're going to have a, a tokenized uh, treasury bill fund, or you're going mm-hmm. to have a tokenized real estate investment, whatever that is, is you know you, you're still subject to securities laws, and mm-hmm. you're still subject to market, uh, you know, and exchange mm-hmm. laws, and and so I think the the key is just getting enough jurisdictions that. Create really clear rules around how you can offer these mm. and and you know the kind of disclosure requirements yeah. and other things and and
0: how can people custody them
1: and how can people custody them and and, them mm. and, and recourse uh, yeah. and, and, and all those things um, hopefully you know these are very solvable problems yeah. we're investing a lot in in, in um, you know direct custody infrastructure for institutions yes. as well and you know, giving institutions the comfort and control structures to to be able to manage uh, you know a, a wide array of of digital assets. Um, yeah, well, it's interesting. we'll We'll see what emerges there. Yeah, um,
0: we looked at a really interesting project that wanted to basically take u s. treasuries, mm-hmm. custody them and give access to DeFi rails to people who are using the, mm-hmm. um, the loan uh, based on the, on the treasury
1: collateral. Yeah. So
0: you know, there'll be things like that. And I think you need both.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm gonna pivot a little bit um, to your social impact work and kind of the social impact coalition, um, maybe just talk a little bit about the founding um, what the organization is focused on, you know, right now, mm-hmm. um, as you may know, Circle has Circle Impact, which is our social impact uh, investments and efforts. And that spans digital financial literacy, financial inclusion issues, humanitarian aid issues, um, kind of uh, helping with, you know, under, underbanked issues. There's a lot we care about there and, and um, you know, very excited to learn about what you're uh, what you're accomplishing with uh, with the coalition?
0: Yeah, the coalition was uh, initially a project that was incubated at Consensus. I mean, the ethos of Consensus earlier on was really about making that change, you know, making um, a blockchain available to everyone. And uh, we had identified a few pillars in the social impact space, you know, whether it's environment, financial inclusion. Um, or or others um, and it's been a very tough thing to sell yeah. I, I find it very surprising but actually you know the way the the crypto world moved yeah. i would say starting with defi summer mm-hmm. like has gone full on mm-hmm. you know investments right pontyville oh. <laughs> I'm not going to say that, um, but you know that that was uh, kind of in the back burner. And also, the issue is that it's so difficult. If you think about financial inclusion yeah. and reaching the last mile, yeah. and all the infrastructure that needs to come uh, to bear in order to achieve that. Um, it's just really hard yeah. and people are less keen on financing that. So mm-hmm. They might do that based on a charity mm-hmm. uh, perspective, but um, in terms of straight investment, mm-hmm. I see that a lot of these projects are getting less traction because they have less commercial appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're doing right now is pretty exciting. I shouldn't announce it here, but um, we're going to uh, pivot the uh, organization towards climate change mm. and, you know, merge with another big organization. Um, so we're going to focus really on that uh, in the coming years um, with uh, the idea that, you know, uh, of course, a blockchain is, is energy intensive. So we need to find ways to uh, mitigate that. Uh, but also, I mean, they are the Paris agreements, and you know people are trying to track carbon, uh, yeah. trying to offset the carbon, etc. And they need like the tools to do that. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty exciting uh, area of of developments.
1: For sure, and, and I think climate finance, you know, and kind of various forms of you know uh, uh, micro lending and other uh, models for climate finance could benefit from. From using, uh, you know, on-chain, on mm-hmm. you know, credit markets and, yeah. and other things like that, um, we're, we're really excited about that category emerging, as well. And you know, what, on the on the comment about the kind of say financial inclusion piece, you know, uh, we announced a partnership with um, the UN uh, Commission, High Commission for Refugees, and um, and really trying to solve this issue of a diaspora of people who've been unbanked basically and whose lives are upside down Mm -hmm. Uh, and we've been rolling out a a program and done that in partnership with danelle dixon and the stellar team um where basically they're they're able to do you know rapid disbursements of usdc out to digital wallets Mm -hmm. the users can hold usdc transact usdc but then they actually can go to any moneygram location and they can they can redeem USDC mm-hmm. for cash yeah. uh, locally, so the the last mile problem yes. is is solved. The usability, not worrying about a volatile crypto asset, and 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 then it all can be automated um, really well. And so that's a framework that we hope to repeat yeah. with many international aid and humanitarian aid organizations. Um, so I think we're, we're uh, even things like we talked about earlier account abstraction. And you know sim- simplified that. digital wallets mm-hmm. and the ability to pay fees using you know usdc et cetera mm-hmm. like all of those are going to make it possible so if you've got someone who's got a a a smartphone mm-hmm. software enabled device, they could actually participate and and then use it you know directly so hopefully we'll make more progress yeah. uh, you know on 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 all of that as well mm-hmm. um, yeah so I, I think um, uh it's it's the, the sort of social impact agenda is one that um, it, it seems like it's, it's vital for this industry to, to to grow and develop and it gets to the real world utility yeah, parts of this.
0: Absolutely, and I think governments are really focused on that. They they really want to see um, a social impact of of this currency and not just you know yeah. trading. Um, I worked with the the world economic forum. we We drafted actually a report on on the social impact and and the donations and charities, et cetera. So there's a lot of things that can be done. Mm-hmm. I think one of the the other hurdles is you know obviously the users, the technology. But also people who are creating these programs or um, the agency, they're not technologists. Yeah. And so there's a big you know education piece yeah. around that. And you know, there's a lot of maybe less serious companies also that yeah. go and see them. And so They end up, you know, purchasing these solutions, which are not optimum. So it's a, it's, it's a, an education process too. And, you know, NGOs, um, charities, they don't move as quickly as, as companies. Mm -hmm. And so they, they're very careful when they try to implement these solutions because there could be, um, some negative impact too.
1: Right. Yeah yeah the 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 risk surface area is challenging for mm-hmm. for everyone in this um, maybe just um you know t- turning gears to your your venture work and um, you know the 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 kind of thesis you have and what are some of the areas from an innovation perspective that you're most focused on i mm-hmm. think um, as as we were remarking when you came in, there's sort of a lot of pessimism uh, out there in the world with these various micro financial crises mm-hmm. and you know, uh, a lot of anxiety, um, but um, uh, we're we're maybe coming into a crypto spring. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But w- what are you focused on? What yeah. are what are the areas of innovation mm-hmm. that you're most excited about?
0: So no anxieties on my side. <laughs> Pretty bullish on the on the ecosystem. Uh, I mean, if you've been at yeah. Eat Denver, you see the it's the incredible. level of engagement, of the devs, the numbers. Yeah. It's really it's really it's, something it's different. Yeah. Um, and um, I think we're pretty generalist. Um, we, uh, when we discussed our, our thesis with with Jordan, we sort of looked at you know what was going on and the different dynamics uh, between the L1s, the L2s, et cetera. And so we we quickly pivoted to sort of L2 scalability, uh, ZK infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a big theme uh, around what we do. Um the other part is really the creator economy. Mm. Um, And you know, my LP is is the LVMH family. And so if there's you know things that make also sense for the group, Mm -hmm. you know, we try to make connections there. Um we're pretty excited about the NFT infrastructure, NFT financialization, specialized NFT marketplaces, tools that bridge the gap between web two and web three. Um, in terms of user experience, we're investing in sort of uh, Web three um, CRM, for example, things mm. like that. Community engagement—that's the second part. And then the third part is really CFI and DeFi, mm-hmm. and so really again bridging the gap between traditional finance and um, and DeFi, and so it can be defi applications but it can also be core infrastructure like custody wallets um etc which um we've seen a lot of recently yeah. and we're continuing to deploy against because you need that infrastructure right
1: That is awesome. I mean what you've just described every single one of those are all about like the next level of yeah. making this work right the next level mm-hmm. of making it work a technical level, at a user experience level, at a use case level. yeah. So it's really, really awesome. You seem to be like tuned into uh, yeah. a lot of the most important themes. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Vanessa, it's been great to have yes. you on the Money Movement. Thank you so much for joining me here in Paris. Yes. Thank you. <laughs>